Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. It is In This League right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Bogman. That's Scott Bogman. Or Chris Welsh. We like to sing uh, Christmas tunes. Which favorite Christmas song again? I don't remember. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Racist. No, that's not. <laughs> that's your that song. It's not oh, a song. Well, that's it's not Ma- my song. It's a Mason it's Rudolph song. When you say, see, what's, here, what's funny is when you do that. Which I don't think you realize. Our little what do, I, universe, what do I do? Our little universe might have a reference to what you're talking about there. That in about a week's time, <laughs> you will be singing this song on our Deckard Balls Christmas special. <laughs> Anybody that comes in, they're just like, well, "This guy just said he likes a racist song." Like nobody knows what that is. Oh, uh, whatever. Nobody knows. What I that don't is. think. I think people know that I'm sarcastic, or mo- most people that listen Do to they? this, maybe not every person. Uh, okay, let me ask you something real quick then, because we're not going to talk well, about it Well, why would FNTSY here? or SportsGrid or whoever be like, oh, this guy's a racist, let's hire him. <laughs> oh, because so, you just I'm, told what everybody. Norris Jenkins? Come you, on. You just told everybody. Let me. We're not going to talk about this here, but a tease for anybody who knows what I'm going with and wants to hear about it, listen to Monday's edition of the In This League Fantasy Football Podcast. But after the troll job that I just pulled on Twitter on Thursday Night Football, you want to tell me and you want to give people the benefit of the doubt that they can tell what a joke looks like? Well, listen, people that tune in to radio stuff and on purpose are dumber. Turn turn their microphone and or download this podcast are smarter than the people on Twitter who think that you're actually asking Lamar Jackson or David Blau. So uh, they they just they just are, you know, I mean, it's just a fact. 
I want to give you a little bit of a credit because the people that listen on the podcast are specifically going out of their way to do this. You're not wrong so about that. So are the that. radio people. Like the radio I, people are at least they're listening for content. You know so what? they know that this we're not network. just guys. This network, you're probably right. I'm a little yeah, bit I'm yeah. a little bit skewed because I've worked in radio since like 2005 and um, not the people here. And to be fair, I worked in sports radio and I've worked in political talk radio. The people that call in on both of those, on just general sports talk and political talk radio, I mean, <laughs> what are words that no, I can I, use yeah, here? No, no, no. Are I, I, they are the lowest understand. common denominator of our society. It's 80% of them. There's always like a couple like normal people that call in and they like have normal questions. And then they'll someone like you'll be talking about, you know, like Lamar Jackson is five touchdowns and someone will be like, I want to talk about. I'm talking talk about, about the about marijuana use in baseball. And they're like, sir, we're not talking about that. Well, is this Diggy Dog in the morning? Like, no, sir. <laughs> Diggy this dog is a Wendy's. Like, it, no, it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> sir, this is an Arby's. Right. Okay, so to uh, your point, this network, people are smarter. They're more tuned in. You're getting great content, whether they're looking for gambling, for DFS. They're getting uh, season-long stuff, or they're getting some laughs from us. So, I, you know what? You're right. I should give you a little bit of yeah. the benefit of the doubt. But Twitter... Definitely, it opened up my eyes because sometimes I think I forget because I'm you know, I'm cynical and I, uh, I I push down on no. people a little bit sometimes. Even yeah. I forgot how amazing it could be, and I pulled off. It's my favorite. It's just my favorite troll job I've ever done. One of the better things I've done on the internet, and we will talk about it in full on the football podcast. But it was, uh, you know. Don't give don't give people too much of the benefit of the doubt. You should know a little bit. No, better. no, no, no. See, and it's funny because I don't listen to the radio uh, as much as I used to. And I was listening to the local radio the other day, oh. and they, oh. they started taking they started taking calls, and it was already painful before they started taking calls. And then you know these callers were asking the worst questions. Of course, sir. And it's just so funny to me because. You and I uh, did this show when, when we did it on Wednesdays. We we used to have callers. It was you and me and Bavona. I do and miss that. Take, Live weekday uh, yeah. show with our producer, Bavona. Those calls Bavona. were great. Yeah. Those, those calls in general were really good. I miss it. And it's it. just so funny to go from that to listening to the local radio and hear just these morons. These mouth-breathing idiots. Dumbest questions you've ever heard and really just put full air brakes on the show. Just like... Nothing could ruin a show worse than a segment of a bunch of terrible calls. Like Fair if you point. get a segment where one person calls in, they have a weird bad take or they want to say something terrible or whatever they're Which doing. Usually that's what they want, by the way. Just pointing that out. Right, right. If if they're if they're doing something like that, whatever, you get one of those people and then a couple other people ask some good questions, you can move right on. But I'm telling you, I was listening to it and I had to turn it off after the second question. I was like, I can't take any more that's of this. Embarrassing. this is- yeah, it's like it's, it's like embarrassing. It's like yes. real life, like conversational kill Tony type of stuff. You know, kill Tony. They're like, hey, bring up someone for do one minute of comedy. And they may have never done it before. But then it's just like it take that. And then it's like, all right, let's take people that can't form sentences and let's give them a minute on the radio. Like, that's what happens. Uh, but you are right. I should be fair. It's not this network is very different than the mainstream. Like, not that this isn't mainstream anymore. I mean, fantasy sports network in general sports grid is bigger than it's ever been. 
But like when you go into normal terrestrial AM radio where people are just like, you know, they don't understand like what's a podcast and they don't have X, you know, they don't do any of that stuff. They're just like, oh, turn on the AM radio and they just hear people talking. Then they're just, well, get my rotary phone and call in. I I have an opinion. (laughs) My opinion is important. And they call in and they say the dumbest things on the planet. And what has happened, though, and this is maybe something to circle back on and take a look at at some point. Those people, those pe- there is a modern version of those, and it's on social media. People don't yeah. people can't read context. People also don't read. It's too fast paced. So what people would if they go- just would have clicked on your name and saw what you do. Bogman, if they would have scrolled and- up, if they would have scrolled yeah. up, or or <laughs> potentially tried to read through context. Scroll up, Boomer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. To click on my name. <laughs> exactly. But I'm just saying, it's like what that was 20 years ago. Like the, you had the people that would call in and say stupid stuff. They have horrible takes. They say dumb stuff. It it's stuff. Literally, it built like conversational funny talk radio. You know, like morning shows were built on that type of stupidity. That has oh, the turned prank calls were the best. Yeah, man. Oh, I mean, I still love the John Cena thing, but that was like kind of more of a modern <laughs> oh time one. Not the John Cena. Is that the best? What? That's the best one. But, like, that's now social media. Like, so, because because radio was people, what was people's form of communication to be heard. That was the only place. You weren't doing it on TV. There wasn't internet at the time. So, radio was a place for people to be heard. More than ever, people are entitled to be heard. So, they do it on social media. And so many people do it really well and funny. And then you just realize the people that are going through the motions and have to intertwine themselves in it, whether it's having horrible questions like I did with trolling or commenting back or people dissecting the worst things on the planet. You know, we're going to talk about uh, Lamar Jackson. We're going to talk about a ton of the football stuff previewing week uh, 15 because it is a fantasy playoffs. we got Casey Bubba coming up. But how about take uh, baseball? And we're going to talk about the free agencies here for a second, but take the comments that people had as baseball has officially removed marijuana from the banned substance list. And then I don't know if you also saw what baseball has done is they have put, I believe it was opioid and cocaine use on a list that, by the way, if players do it, they will not be suspended or outed. It's if they don't follow the treatment plans after where they will face scrutiny. So MLB just straight up dropped a bomb on what uh, most of sports is tagging against. And the reactions to people, it's it just magnificent online. Just from top to bottom, every take is, is better than the next. I haven't really seen too many takes on this because, to be honest, I feel like this has been a long time coming. I mean... The uh, not outing the guys, I think, is a smart, you know, especially for business. Yeah, if those guys can recover um, themselves uh, without having to be outed, I think you give them the benefit of the doubt, right? So I think that's smart. And the not testing for, for uh, THC and pot and all that stuff, that's fantastic. I mean, that should have been done years and years ago. It's becoming legal in most states now. It It's kind of dumb. It's great for uh, pain treatment and all that stuff. And you can't get addicted like you can with opioids. So I'm I'm all for this. I think these are all smart moves. What are... What's the worst trolley thing that you saw oh, someone say about this? I, I mean, stuff? I can't. I, I, I wouldn't. I didn't can't dive, repeat dive, it. I, well, yeah, and I, and I didn't even dive that deep into it. I didn't dive that deep into it. But when I, I guess it, it, overall, though, what's interesting is baseball has taken a um, a big push. You know, lately as football, there's a lot of big things. Baseball has taken the winter meetings 
took the complete forefront of everything from marijuana use being taken out to Scott Boris putting up, I believe, a cool $800 million between three player contracts <laughs> and then all the big ass contracts that went down. And uh, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I, and I didn't mean, by the way, to like turn us into, I don't want to go heavy into the marijuana stuff. It was just, I thought it was interesting right. and the idiots that don't understand anything. But that, okay, take it one step further, Boggs. Did you see the comments of the people commenting on the contracts? You know, uh, Garrett Cole gets $324 million, nine years, Dodger 9, fan. 9000 Fifty or whatever, ninety two hundred dollars per pitch. Dodger per pitch, fans right. losing their minds. He's not worth it. You and I did a, a emergency podcast, and we talked about. I mean, it was just obvious. It felt like of Anthony Rendon seemed like the likely pivot for the Angels, and pe- uh, people were chirping at me like, "Oh, really? The Angels are going to do it?" Bogman, let me get your take on this. I tweeted this out where I said I am astonished by the Angels that they have spent. Just around, it could be, I think it's a little bit less, a billion dollars in contracts on three positional players. You know, we looked that 480 million, you know, trout thing. You've got the pool holes deal, and now you got the Anthony Rendon thing. I mean, even however you look at it, over $700 million in three positional players that is built around a rotation of a pitcher who's a DH who just had Tommy John surgery, <laughs> Andrew Haney, and Dylan Bundy. Like, Right. Okay. All right. I, I think the goal was to spend money on pitching. It's just <clears throat> when the good guys, when Strasburg and Cole signed, now it's you got to focus on maybe try, trying to trade for an upper tier pitcher, which is much harder. Especially, I think. Uh, I mean, you obviously know way better than me. What well, What are the Angels? Are they a middling system? Are they uh, closer to top end, closer to bottom end? Where are they as far as that goes? Um, I'd call them a. Call them like a middle to maybe even low. Like, here's the problem. Joe Adele puts them in um, a higher tier. It's actually similar to like what the White Sox Joe Adele. No, no. I, dude, right. I think with what the Angels just did, because, you know, the Angels, um, wrote, like their lineup, it looked really off a couple weeks ago. We were like, okay, there's, you know, Mike Trout and there's Pujols. And then it's like, oh, there's David Fletcher. Oh, Tommy LaStella. Okay. <laughs> like Brian Goodwin's a starting outfielder. I think it pushes them even more to attempt to um, to put Joe Adele in the lineup soon. But there, but right. here's a problem with their system. Their system has some talent, but I, I'd actually say it might be closer to lower tier. There's fantasy options that are more exciting. They're all pretty far away, though. The Jeremiah Jackson's an under-20-year-old who just hit 20-plus homers in the minors. Jordan Adams is an athletic outfielder. Brandon Marsh is pretty close. He was just in the AFL. And then, they, you know, they got a couple, a lot of international guys. The system is far away, so no one's going to be contributing soon. They do, they have enough firepower to make one or two trades. Because, like, what everybody chirped at me back about with the Angels when I was picking on them, just about, like, hey, it's great. You know, it's like me, dude. It's like, look at all this money they spent on hitters and they got nothing on pitching. That's, like, what I would want to do. But it's just, <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird, stupid play. Is people were chirping back. They're like, okay, well, you know. They're looking at pitchers in free agency, and they're gonna they're gonna trade for Corey Kluber, and it's like, well, that's a rumor, dude. They haven't done anything. They haven't traded for him yet. That's probably about all they could do at this point. Maybe they can get Kluber with a couple young prospects that are far away. But I believe, like, of actual prospects, there's like one guy that's 22 years old or older, and that's Brandon Marsh. Everybody else is like under 19 years old. 
Yeah, so I think it's going to be tough to acquire a top-end pitcher for them, right? Yeah, or they so, go get, like, you know, Ryu or uh, Dallas Keuchel or something like that, which right. is okay. I think what's probably going to end up happening is they're going to wait till whoever the big guy is out on the market next year and throw a bunch of money at him as well. So uh, they, I think it's kind of the Angels needed help both ways. They needed help in the starting lineup and uh, in the rotation as well. And they filled part of that hole by getting Rendon. And then, like you said, Adele's going to be up at some point. So the lineup's going to look way better yeah, this year. Better. But the pitching rotation still a little bit in question. I mean, Haney's so good. Bundy's all right. It uh, was a good trade for Bundy, right? They didn't give up a ton for him. No, so. they didn't give up like, anything for him. It's not about, Bundy's not that bad. I was just making a point that it's like, He's like their third pitcher. Like Griffin Canning is pretty cool, and it'd be not, you know if they go if they got Kluber, I think it's a it's another realm for them. Like are they still like they're not going to go out and compete with what like the Dodgers are putting out there? You know what I mean? Like right. the, I don't think it's going to compete with that. Or you know, um, I'm trying to think who are the good rotations in baseball right now? Oh, you know, Nationals, Strasburg, Scherzer, Corbin. Right, right. You know, they're not going to compete with that, but it'll look a ton, ton better. I just thought it was odd, but at the same time, it made all the sense in the world for the Angels to go and make that acquisition because it's lineup protection, which I know people scoff at sometimes, but whatever, dude. It is serious lineup protection uh, with Rendon in that, whether he's hitting in front of or behind Trout. It might help in a position to push down a guy like Justin Upton a little bit more. Defensively, they look fantastic. I mean, that left side of the infield, dude, is Anthony Rendon and Andrelton Simmons. Like, lock it down. Right. Lock it up. Yeah, exactly. So, the Angels are fun, and that division is going to become more open with the Astros losing Cole and uh, possibly losing their best asset in the garbage can and the pounding on it. So <laughs> that division seems like it's a little bit more open as well. So uh, Angels need to start making some moves. When you spend $420 million bucks on Trout, you got to be serious at some point, right? Yeah. So let's well, go. Yeah, I mean, they go. I mean, literally, it's a billion dollars on like three players. You want to put Upton in there? Half of their, uh, their starting lineup is over a billion dollars in contract. So like maybe let's, tr- like, maybe let's try to improve that rotation just just a tiny bit, they will. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about baseball. I know your football, uh, your football heads want to get into it. We're going to get into DFS. We're going to break down the games. Casey Bubba's coming up. But Tampa Bay just made a big signing from overseas. There were a couple others that were interesting. So let's talk about a few of the rumors. Let's talk about that other big signing. And then we will get to the big, big Thursday night game. David Blauer, Lamar Jackson. You decide. We'll be right back. Then sleep. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. 
And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. In this league, I love you. Ready to party. Welcome back, friendos. It is in this league right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Scott Bogman on Twitter at Bogman Sports. You can find me. I'm Chris Welsh on Twitter at Is It the Welsh? And come check us out over on Patreon.com/slash/ITLArmy. A lot going down. A lot going down. We have a good secret show we just did. We I think we teased it, but we, what the hell did we talk about? We talked about Kevin Smith, we talked about Peloton, and the bet that could ruin ITL, so that was fun. We've got uh, the group me rooms, we've got the chats, we got the prospect list, and uh, we've also got the uh, weekly baseball secret show where we're breaking down player debates, and we have got Deck Our Balls, which is coming up less than one week from now. We are planning to do it on a Friday night. It'll be a two-hour live stream where Bogman is going to be on some of those Aaron Rodgers goofballs, and I will probably <laughs> be uh, sipping some bourbons, and we will be hopefully opening presents, or Bogman will be opening presents, and we'll uh, maybe sing some merry songs. Bogman does have his Mason Rudolph song that he's going to be singing, <laughs> and we'll probably just be interacting with the audience for like uh, two hours. So are you ready for the live stream, Bogman? Um, yeah, I tell you what prepped <laughs> me was this Thursday night, um, I, uh, ingested my sleeping material about midway through the first quarter. That's what she's thinking, uh, thinking, you know, okay, this is going to be fine because this won't take hold until the end of the show. You're like the main, right? the fire all around. You're like, this is fine. Right. Exactly. And what I'm almost positive happened oh, is what two of my, was. <laughs> what had happened was, is two of my, uh, medicine stuck together. Right. When I took it and before halftime, I was on another planet. So luckily I had ordered food. And when the food got here, I ate the food and I calmed down a little bit. You know, my was, favorite uh, thing about you is having a little bit panic. You you have always I've known this about you. You always have like you have. The, I don't know how to. How am I trying to describe this? You have like a reason why something happens. Like you're always <laughs> like, like there's always like there's always this like 
more logical than concerning reason why something happens with you. Right. You know, right. You're, you're like, you know, your, your blood pressure spikes up and you're in the hospital. You're like, oh, I probably just had this like bad like Indian food that like spiked it up. And then you're just like, <laughs> I probably just had like two of them that were stuck together that caused me to do that. Like, it's my favorite thing. And you're still standing. You're still rocking. But Bogdan well, always mean, has a good answer to like why well, something happened. The thing is, is I've, I've taken this medicine for, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is, like three months at this point and it's never it's impacted medicine. me like it did <laughs> like it did yesterday shut up sorry i just like it didn't hit me until you just said that and yeah, I started yeah. laughing. i've taken this medicine for about oh. three straight months now yeah. and i've been i've been fine so uh <laughs> and last night for whatever reason about midway through the first quarter i was like whoa not fine what is happening <laughs> this medicine is really getting to me right now and I'm kind of surprised by that. So, uh, but I ate food and I was fine, and you know, did all my normal stuff after that. So, uh, it was just, it it's was just a little sense. strange. That is, uh, I'm gonna have way more medicine for uh, trip our balls. So it's gonna be fun. Yeah, so. deck our balls, uh, deck our balls, x trip our balls is uh, <laughs> what the special will be. So it'll be fun. If people are uh, part of Patreon, you're gonna get access to it. If it's something you want to get in on. I think five bucks, five bucks get you. You get all the secret shows, you'll get prospect list, and you'll get the uh, Deckard Ball special we'll do, the live stream. And it'll be fun, man. You know, we always do goofy things on there. We interact. Um, I mean, usually what happens on it is like I get bet to do things. And it'll be like, some, you know, I'll be like, I'm not drinking this jalapeno beer. And then someone will Venmo me $20, and I'm like, well, crap. Now I got to Venmo. And then, like, it'll be like, hey, look, there's glitter. Pour it on your side. I mean, it is literally like a token <laughs> show. And I'm like, well, that'll be 10 tokens, sir. I'll do that. And okay. <laughs> on a private video. And the one year that I had, I think someone sent it to me. It's still my favorite. And I wonder if the two people still have it. I only remember the f- one person who got it. But um, well, maybe both. But so, a couple of people had sent me the old baseball cards of Chris Welsh. Uh, you know, my name, Chris Welsh, which ironically is a fault. Fo- he follows me on Twitter. That's the fun part. They sent me his old baseball cards and I autographed them and we bid them off on there. And my boy team, uh, new Welsh order, Scott Guthrie was one that bought it. So I wonder if he still has it. And I want to say Brandon Nolan might've been the other one that bought those. So I don't have <laughs> Nolan any- was super involved last year. I remember Nolan, uh, to be honest, it's such a blur and I uh last year so there was the year that I definitely cried at a Christmas gift yeah I don't remember it big at cry all. it was a good I mean I, it was I like don't. I was shocked what was happening in front of yeah, me yeah you amazing. showed me the video I was shocked at what happened I don't know how or why that happened so great so but uh then last year I don't know how he got my home address but uh he um, probably from when he sent Who's me he? Uh, Nolan? PS4, Nolan. Yeah. But uh, just Culver's cheese curd showed up at my door. Oh, yeah. So from Postmates. And uh, then I got a reminder of those about 4 a.m. Man, Nolan so, is a very big uh, uh, Bog Nation of Domination guy. I didn't even realize, right. I don't think. That's right. So I thought the my... love was spread around, but I'm not so sure. He sent you a PS4 <laughs> and you got cheese curds and. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's pretty impressive. Uh, that's pretty impressive. So a lot of people don't care. They're like, "Hey, talk about the things, clowns." But uh, <laughs> we have fun with it. That's the the that's what we're kind of about with the in this league universe. Definitely about you giving us stuff, but also trying to make you laugh and entertain you. And it'll be a nice little you know pre holiday thing. Because uh, what do you got planned for the holidays? Anything? 
No, just uh, going over to my mom's house. She's going to make the, uh, you know, the sausage bread stuff that I always like. So, and uh, I go over there for breakfast. We do presents. I go home, I take a nap, and then I go back for dinner. I'm always astonished at what, like, it's just twofold. My wife is so hardcore into the kids, you know, wants to do stuff while at the same time being such a Scrooge. Is like this morning I was like, like, hey, um, let's get the stockings up. Um, let's get those up because I had bought some stuff for the kids for the stockings. And then they were both like, just the kid ones, right? And I'm like, well, no, let's put them all up. And and then they're like, we're not doing adult ones. Why would you do ones. half of them? Yeah, Why well, no. She, she's them like, up? we're not doing adult ones. Because I'm like, well, we're not doing presents, but I want to do some stocking stuff. And she's like, we don't need more candles. And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, F off. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm in <laughs> yeah, the Christmas we do. spirit. We need some candles. Let's go. She's like, Get she's so spirit. about make. just got to make sure that we get nothing, that our Christmas is trash, but the kids' Christmas will be lit. So I make sure everybody <laughs> says. So I was just like, all right, no stockings. Cool. So my Christmas no will be Deckard Balls. Deckard Balls so much. I know. You're not going to get anything. <laughs> it's literally my only thing. I, I'm not even joking. I'm not even. It is literally the only Christmas I spend is our Deckard Balls special. It's kind of <laughs> sad. Well, at the same time, fun. But I have uh, I have fun with all those things. So lots of drinking. So drinking's on, uh, on the target here. Uh, 12 minutes ago, I teased. Uh, one signing that just happened on Friday, it's a little bit of a bummer for us because we were kind of hoping the Diamondbacks were in on this guy, but the Tampa Bay Rays made another move acquiring um, Japanese big power slugger Yoshitomo Sutsugo. They signed him to a two-year, I believe 12, I don't know if it's 12 million per or just overall $12 million. They got to pay a posting fee. 28-year-old not sure where he's going to play, uh, outfield, infield, but big power guy, like huge power guy. I believe I saw some numbers. I don't remember who it was, so apologies. I can't give credit to. But he had a 92 average mile an hour exit velocity on hits, which I guess would have been six in baseball. And like he makes really good contact across the board. Seems like a natural fit for the Rays. And the Rays have had quite a busy offseason moving Tommy Pham to bring in Hunter Renfro. They've acquired some prospects. And then they... You know, we never talked about that Renfro move. Was that weird to you? I just feel like to- Tommy Pham has so much more upside. I do too, but I don't. I just don't... Okay, there's a couple things. He might not have fit the mold. You know, it is Tampa... Like he. Well, I mean, he's a power speed guy. Here's what I I think it could have been about. It could have been about just the restructuring of where the team wants to go. Like, the Padres were aggressive in wanting players that were more apt to get on base. So they move a top prospect, which the Rays might have a huge grade on, and then you might look at Hunter Renfro, who suffered some injuries, and say, well, we can fix some of this, and we're going to get 40 homers out of it, like they did with you know Jesus Aguilar or something like that. Okay. But yeah. um, it, it, regardless of what you're like that, it still does seem odd. Like That's like a 2020 guy who gets on base and plays good defense. Like, oh, you didn't have a place for him? And maybe this right. is part of it. Maybe uh, Sutsugo is going to play in the outfield, but I don't think defensively that's... You know, he's not a he's not a Tommy fan. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, roster resource. They have Sutsugo as the DH and hitting six. It would go low Meadows, Yandy Diaz, uh, uh, Choi, Renfro, Sutsugo, and then Adamas, uh, Kiermeyer, and Mike Zanino. Uh, is that uh, yeah, Braden Zanino. Adams, uh, Brendan Adams favorite? The who? Oh, Braden, Bra- uh, listener? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think, I mean, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think so. That's yeah. He's big. I'm, I follow him on Instagram, and he's like the memory champion of the world. By the way, what does that mean? He, 
Uh, it means he goes to contests where they test your memory, where they like all those, uh, you know, all those games that you play on your phone. He actually uh, uses those to make money. Like he, he has an incredible memory. It said, what do you mean the, the games thing on that the phone I, to make money? Not money to to have a better memory. You know the ones that say, "Oh, hey, play this game to uh, increase your memory." Really? All that, those games. Well, yeah, it said. I, I remember being impressed when I read it. I, like I, uh, to be honest, I don't really know what it means, but it said uh, something along the lines of, "He." Uh, this was on Instagram. He memorized 318 separate numbers when he looked at them for like it was like two minutes. And he memorized all those numbers in a row and wrote them all down. So he's like memory champion. You think my memory is good. That's uh, crazy. It, I can't remember. Yeah, it's anything. nuts. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember what I did yesterday. So no, uh, I remember what we did last week. I couldn't mainly tell you one thing because of my medicine, but, uh, you know, <laughs> the uh, other factors as well, just aging. And, That's weird. Know, That's that crazy. Um, so fantasy value, Sutsugo is going to be really interesting. I think he could get overpriced just because people like to overpay for things that could be that they don't know about prospects or, you know, Japanese players. So he signed the Red Sox, made a couple non-super exciting moves. They signed Jose Peraza to a one-year deal and Martin Perez to a one-year deal, so to help with that rotation. But they are also heavy in the midst of this trade rumor that's going on. And I think part and part could be about shedding the contract so they can make sure they lock up Mookie Betts. Because everyone kind of assumed like they might dangle Mookie Betts out there, but they're going to have to pay Mookie Betts. $350 million. So they would need to start shedding some money, some serious money. And the rumor going yeah, on right now. He'll be an angel next year then, right? Yeah, so. Well, I mean, the $1.5 million for their hitters. Price has like $96 million left on his deal, and they are shopping him. And the teams that are interested apparently are the Padres, Cardinals, White Sox, Reds, and Angels are all in play. But it ultimately is going to be about like what, you know, how aggressive a team wants on in, in on him, what the comeback prices and potentially what else Boston might add to the deal. Because this might be, you know, that deal that just happened where yeah. the Giants the Giants purchased Zach Cosart and they got a prospect for nothing from the Angels so the Angels could shed the money. This might be a case where, you know, let's just arbitrarily say like uh, the Cardinals, you know, David Price and a really good prospect and they pay, you know, I don't know, $20 million of the remaining contract, go to the Cardinals for like some double A outfielder, you know, or some right, some right. middle in prospect, something like that. But it's weird. It it seems very much like this is what's in play is they're signing these smaller Peraza Perez deals, and then we're waiting to see if David Price gets sold off uh, to you know the highest bidder, essentially. Yeah, and um, it's it's strange to see the Red Sox doing deals like this because they print money. You know, they're not, uh, they don't print money as well as the Yankees do. Nobody does, but uh, they, they print money and it's weird to see them, you know, their, their championships actually costing them because this kind of came up last year where they weren't going to pay Craig Kimbrell because they didn't want to go into that next luxury tax threshold. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they weren't going to pay him and they also just didn't acquire a closer last year, which in the bullpen was um, a, a difficult thing for them. But they they're doing the same bit this year. They're trying. I think 
Um, they said they like Workman as, as a closer. Yeah. So I it think looks like, like he's going to be that guy. This, and he's not going to, they're not going to spend any money. So we got a couple more minutes, and I don't want to go too crazy. We don't want to do a whole hour of baseball because we'll get fired um, definitely from that. <laughs> but um, I do want to talk about this because this is the big one that's circling right now. There's a rumor going on that the Indians and Dodgers are in heavy conversations around a Francisco Lindor trade. And the proposed idea, first off, we were told that like a deal would have to center around Gavin Lux and Dustin May, which, you know, that's a big, that's a big start. The rumors had had the Dodgers not wanting to move Dustin May, which is silly if they're going to acquire. I mean, it doesn't even make sense if yeah. they're going to acquire Lindor. Like you can get them not wanting to move it, move him, but like, give me a break. The, the, the rumor that is circling right now is there could be an offer on the table that looks like Lux, May, Alex Verdugo, and another prospect that would go to the Indians in a Francisco Lindor trade, which would absolutely blow the rooftop off of this, uh, this offseason in baseball if that trade were to go down. I just, like, I just read yesterday that they don't want to trade Lindor. Like it, it sounded like a thing that was going to happen, uh, you know, kind of in the off season, you start to get those little tiny rumblings of, yeah, maybe this could happen. Uh, you know, I know that a lot of teams want Lindor. Maybe the Indians aren't quite married to him and all that stuff. So this could happen. But I literally, I, I'm telling you, I read it yesterday that ah, the Indians don't want to trade Lindor. He's not getting traded. Yeah, but that's also and, the perfect type of subterfuge you throw out there when, if you're in the midst of a conversation, you make a public thing like, yeah, we don't want to trade it. So they put the pressure that the deal has to be absolutely a little enormous. bit bigger. Yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, I, I guess I'm with you. I just, um, I don't know. what If you were putting odds on this to happen right now, what would you put on it? I think there's it's it's a higher probability than the the little, like, floated Nolan Arenado thing, like, that the Rockies right, yeah, are entertaining. Yeah. Like, I think that has a 5% chance of happening. I'd say this yeah, is, I like... Yeah, I never heard anything about that except for, like, that one report. So yeah, like, and I think it would be a team... Like, I mean, he's locked up for years, so, like, you want to talk about what would the price tag on a guy like Nolan Arenado, it would be astronomical. I actually kind of think it'd have to look like that Dodgers deal, but the Rockies aren't trading with the Dodgers. That's never happening. I would say an Arenado trade is like 5%. I'd say the Lindor one is 25 to 30%. I still think it is highly unlikely, but if the Indians are committed to rebuilding and they're going to consider moving a Kluber I mean, it makes sense. If you can go get Lux, May, and Verdugo, Lux and May are two pieces to build back on. No one else, I I just don't know teams that are going to give that high of a price, and the Dodgers may continue giving more. It does. It seems like a weird play, though, because they got Corey Seager, so that's why maybe the move has to, Lux comes out of it, and it's you know Seager and Dustin May or something like that. So I don't know. The I Dodgers know what I already know, that, that Corey Seager blows. <laughs> Corey Seager's the last of um, of what you have left, Boggs. Like, you've hated I know you still are like questionable on Strasburg, but and you know like you're not a Puig guy, but Puig has been good. Strasburg just was healthy. Like you still have Corey Seager, and if you still have that, we can all still be happy. How I'll, good is you Darvish, by the way? Let's not forget that. Yeah, I, I, that too. just a thing. By the way, you uh, Darvish is not off. Uh, uh, he's off the trade block. There was some conversation according to Bob Nightingale. So uh, let's hit a break. We come back. We are going to talk about the Thursday night game. We got DFS. We got Week 15. So don't go anywhere. More in this league coming up.
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. I know how you're feeling right now. Stop it, stop it, don't do that. I'm here for you. Oh, in this league. <laughs> Welcome back. It is in this league right here on Sports Grid. I think I was saying FNTSY earlier. Get on the grid. It's still okay. It's still okay to do that, but let's focus on Sports Grid. Always drop Get a little bit it. more on that. Uh, that's Bogman over there. I am Welsh. We've got tons and tons of content for you. You just search in this league on your podcast aggregator, and guess what? You're going to find the basketball podcast, the football podcast, the baseball podcast. You do a little bit more digging, you're going to find the ITLCFF college football show. Bogman's got a couple other college shows he does with some other networks. I do Prospect One. Holy crap. It is your one-stop shop for fantasy information. We're going to try to make you laugh and entertain you. And I would point out... The baseball podcast has been going on. We have uh, player debate episodes, very easy, consumable, short episodes where Bogman and I, we uh, put together cases for a player versus a player. Then we have a little roundtable. Sometimes guests come on them. 15-minute podcast, really easy to deal with. We did just drop an emergency podcast talking about the Garrett Cole stuff. But what I'm getting at here is we are like weeks away from back to semi to actual regular baseball podcasts. So, you know, you want breakdowns of like, hey, there's a rumor going on right now as we're doing this that Yasiel Puig is being looked at by the Marlins that they met in San Diego. That move is going to go down. You want more takes and more stuff on baseball. Get in. ITL Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Subscribe, listen to the debate episodes, and get ready. We're going to be rocking um, mock drafts, live mock draft episodes, Mm -hmm. All the draft prep. I mean, it is bogs. It is like around the corner, and I know you're I really excited. I forgot about mock drafts. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's uh, the baseball mock drafts. Look, they're they're the most fun. They're probably the most fun thing to listen to that we do. That's not deck our balls, yeah, right? I think so, um, so the. Uh, I was complaining about the basketball and football ones, and those are 13 rounds. And I think the fewest number we can do is maybe 18 or 19 rounds for baseball. So uh, it's just that they're just a little time consuming. And I wasn't like I wasn't ready to start thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And you just mentioned it. So so thanks for that. But, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, we, we, please can we go to Miami, by the way, and just, you know, no one has to worry about it. I love it. I, I like the moves that Miami is making. Something we can think break it's down. great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Merge, but, wow. I think it's great. John VR, love Sterling Sharp. Look, the Diamondbacks were directly tied to Puig, and I just do not want him on my team. So we already went through uh, getting the Dodgers that we don't like on our team. We had Granky here for a while. Got and, that in our I, system. Right. Look, I, I, I got to admit. I, I have way more respect for Granky than when he came in here. Uh, you know, he, he does great stuff. He's great for the community and, and all that stuff. Way more respect for Granky than. Um, That's nice. But 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 the one thing that I liked about Granky before he got here was that he grabbed Yasiel Puig's bags and threw them off the bus during a playoff run for the Dodgers. So 
Like that's the one thing I liked about him. So I'm I'm not. I just can't see myself really enjoying Yasiel Puig. Well, they're going to have so. to. It looks like it'll be Miami. But it's all the yeah, stuff we're going to break down. All the fantasy prep, all of the cool stuff. Uh, the in this league fantasy baseball podcast. I highly suggest you guys go check that out. Uh, Bogman, can I ask you a question? Yes. Week fifteen. Mm-hmm. David Blau or Lamar Jackson? Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Lamar, Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Just slightly. It was really fun. And I, besides, again, we'll talk about the troll on the football podcast. There were a lot of people out there. I saw, <laughs> I saw a couple people. And this is about me. And I wish I, I should have done a pivot troll to this one. But I saw a couple analysts jump out like, Touting that they told people to start Lamar Jackson. And I went, <laughs> LOL, LOL. There is no scenario where Lamar Jackson was being benched. You know, we we had a guest spot on a podcast, a popular podcast this week talking football. We have talked about it. Like, listen, we've jumped in on some conversations where you look at some play, like Alvin Kamara is a perfect example. Alvin Kamara is serviceably making things happen. He is not super exciting anymore. It looks like he's less the piece of the offense, and he's not a high-end RB1 like he was before. But that's a conversation piece about our comfortability with it. What does that ultimately mean? There's, you, you, if you drafted Kamara, you probably don't have a whole bunch of other crazy viable options. Maybe you had Kamara and Dalvin Cook, and you pulled off some trade when people panicked about Chris Carson. Okay, we can have a different discussion about that. But for the most part, you're still going to put him out there. Lamar Jackson is in a different situation where he's an elite quarterback who the matchup, you know, people question some of the matchup, talking about the Week 17 stuff. People were just picking nits and finding themselves and talking themselves in, Bogman, to not starting their studs. And literally people ate the Lamar Jackson thing where he went off for five, five Touchdown. Five times. Find Booker T over here. Five times. Five <laughs> touchdowns. Right? 33% of his passes, his completions, went for touchdowns in that game. Right. And even even I, you know, I saw so many of those takes uh, on Twitter and, and wherever else. I even, you know, in our fantasy football podcast, I was like, Lamar won and he's a little banged up. Is this questionable? And you were like, no. And I was like, OK, just making sure, yeah. you know, uh, that, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson doesn't matter if he's going, you started. Yeah. And he, he is moving into this legendary status at this point because he broke Michael Vick's single season rushing record for a quarterback last night. Uh, he's now over, I think it's close to 1100 yards rushing. Uh, he's incredible. And you remember the, the, you know, look, you and I despise Michael Vick and, yep. uh, many, many people do rotten. So yeah, absolutely. Terrible human being. Like, but, and I'm also not one like that whole, you know, 200,000 people have won him off as an honorary captain, and then the people jumping in like, hey, listen, man, he served his time. He can just go away well, forever, it, though. Yeah, he can go it, away well, forever. Look, I always hate that. Like, yeah, he served his time. I'm not saying that he can't work or he can't be a productive member of society, but it doesn't mean I have to like him, yeah. right? That That's the whole thing. It also like, doesn't mean, like, you you get to take away that pe- people weren't I mean there are people I shouldn't say that there are plenty of people that don't want him to have a job don't want him to have any success do anything like that at all and he just needs to live in a you know a gutter or something like that that's one thing but like 
you can people are allowed to not want him to be an honorary cap be awarded an honor an honorary captain of the pro bowl they can feel that way without people having to be like hey listen man he made a mistake and he like paid for it. it's like okay well he also drowned and suffocated not like one not like one thing of animal abuse like he ran a ring and yeah, killed this wasn't an isolated yeah incident, hundreds right. and hundreds of do- like listen maybe people like if you want they have to watch him and he wants to be on a job you have his job and talk about football okay whatever like it, I don't think too much about it but maybe people don't want him to be propped up in this honorary capacity where they're like and now honorary captain the great Michael Vick like like just let people have their I mean it's a cancel culture which is annoying but if people want to like not see it that's fine but we could all just yeah. like, ignore it and just be like I, I, whatever right exactly i mean uh you know so that that stuff aside i mean like when he's on fox in the morning i'll just change the channel i just yeah i purposely do that like he does the stuff from you know the the hour leading up to the football starting there's no michael vick usually on that little take you know the hour before that on fox he's part of the main gag so i just won't i just won't watch that i'll watch anything else i won't turn it on uh when michael vick's on and that's kind of you know what i do if vick's on it i change the channel but whatever my my point is is you saw the hit the hype when michael vick came out and started doing his thing before we knew what a, a terrible human being he is and uh, how would you compare it to the Lamar Jackson hype now? I feel like Vic was still a little bit bigger because he was the first ever that we saw. But I feel like, you know, and obviously Lamar has a lot of years to go to, to match a guy like Vic. But I feel like he's already kind of surpassed the top end of what we saw Vic do. Boy, that's a really good question because, you know, you and I, luckily, we we do we have the perspective. I'm not saying that like. Lots of people don't, um, but there are definitely people out there, you know, like 20, 20 year olds, like, like 20 yeah. to 25 year olds might not like truly have a perspective of like what Michael Vick was when, you know, he was, in, I mean, he, he broke the game, the plays he made. He was like, we were looking at like Randy Moss, but as a quarterback, you know, we had seen little versions <laughs> of it and like, like Randall Cunningham and Steve Young. And if you want to go further back, like Tarkington, like you see some of that, but you never seen someone as explosive. So to that point. He was the biggest. He was the biggest superstar in football. But Lamar made video games impossible too. Like, yeah. it was impossible to play against uh, the Falcons. Yeah, how are you supposed to deal with it? He was yeah, just a quarterback with an eighty-eight good, speed. Right. You can do right. that. Or you, you know, still Lamar like had ninety-six on he, Madden. Oh by my the way. god, does he really? How does anybody beat the Ravens? I have no. Well, I mean, I don't play video games anymore, so I have no. Well, idea. Well, you have a PS4 that Brandon Nolan sent you. Yeah, yeah, it's really good at catching all the dust in my apartment. So. <laughs> Can you imagine that team? By the way, isn't doesn't uh, Hollywood Brown have to be like a ninety-eight in that game? And then 90- I think they said there's four guys faster than him in Who? in the entire game. Um, Who do you think? Uh, pro- I no, I think it's probably Hardman, Tyreek Hill, um, and I don't know the other two. But, uh, no, I don't know. No. I don't think so. Where he can go down uh, uh, yeah, to, I mean, I don't point. like I said, I don't play Madden. I don't, I don't know. But, I don't know how but you he beat broke that. video games. Like Vic was just literally everywhere. Not only was he uh, the the most popular guy to be in the video game, he was putting up highlights every week. He was in that Alaskan Nanooks commercial, whatever that was for. Yeah. I don't remember. What well, it was. he also remember it was he did the commercial where it's like he throws the ball out of the stadium and all the mouth breathers yeah. thought it was real. <laughs> right, right. You know what's he interesting about this? That. Michael Vick was so further above any other NFL player. Like, so he was the first, he was unstoppable. 
and it wasn't even comparable. It made him so unique. What's interesting about Lamar Jackson, I think Lamar Jackson is better across the board, is having a bigger impact. He's destroying records. The guy, the guy could theoretically throw for like 4,000 yards and rush for like 1,200. And he's got, right. I think, doesn't he lead the NFL in touchdown passes with 30? He does. That's he threw ri- five last night. That's ridiculous. He just was for 86 yards, too. All time, remember when people all- said he couldn't throw, and now he leads the NFL in well, touchdown passes? I do remember that, but all I ever remember, though, in my brain is you telling me and you telling our audience for years before he was even here, he's a quarterback, he's going to be amazing, he can throw. Anyone that tells you otherwise is stupid, and you've never been more right about something <laughs> in your life. But what I'm getting at here is Lamar Jackson – I think is so freaking dominant at the top of his game, but there's so much more exciting comparable talent that he gets a little bit lost, you know, because the, yep. the, the talent and the egos in the NFL are bigger than Patrick Mahomes. You've got Ezekiel Elliott your Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, you know, the quarterback, it's all so big. But my third turnaround argument here would be that I think it's even more impressive to see what Lamar Jackson is doing and how he has separated himself from the pack when there is so much amazing, incredible, comparable talent in the NFL. I think Lamar Jackson's is uh, more impressive. And he and also think, didn't uh, murder 80 to 100 dogs. I mean, look, we, oh. yeah, and, and there's no, there's nothing saying that Lamar Jackson uh, is going to be, you know, a choir boy for his entire career either. So he could do, he could do something bad, and we could have a bad opinion uh, on him later in life. But he, oh, I reserve like the just, r- r- right to hate anybody <laughs> on a dime. So I agree. Right, right. That. I mean, well, <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about just it, like normal life or athletes? Oh uh, yeah, sure, football. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, but I I think that. Um, I don't know if it's more impressive, but it's definitely really, really, really impressive what he's doing. And why doesn't I more feel impressive? like? Well, I, I just probably just you know flat out from nostalgia. But I also think that he doesn't he doesn't get as much credit as Vic does either because what Patrick Mahomes did last year, I think, has people. And now this down year that he has, I think it it's going to have, and you'll see this in the off season too. Um, I think that it's going to have an impact on people's opinions of Lamar Jackson because they'll go, well, he's just the 2019 version of last year's Patrick Mahomes, and next year he's not going to be nearly. Oh, you as think good. People, you think people are a not going to believe it, and they'll compare it to um, Mahomes is like slight downtick. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You're probably so, not wrong about that. You're, there's probably some serious validity in what you're saying with that. Right. So I, I think that. It's, you know, and it's not by everybody, obviously, no. but I think I, I think it's going to be scoffed at uh, by some people. It's like, OK, yeah, well, he had one good year. Let's see him do it again, because I see like, you know, all these tweets about Lamar Jackson today and all the comments are and it's a lot of comparing him to Michael Vick and a lot of, you know, the Vick people saying that, oh, well, you know, Lamar's only done it for a year and Vic did it for multiple years. Let's not anoint him yet and all this stuff. And I'm like, nah, it's, it's pretty okay to anoint him. That's so He's weird. really, really effing good. Why would people so, not want to anoint him? I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't know. Just, I think that people, I think the Vic supporters are upset when he doesn't get the credit that they think he deserves just as far as what he did on the football. I mean, all of the, all the, Vic was incredible. Yeah. All the nastiness aside, and I'll stop making comments about it. All of that. Like I know Vic was like, he, he, if I think of people that 
change or turn football on their head, he's on the list. Like uh, my favorite yeah. player, my my idol, I'd still would love to meet him. Uh, you know, it's, it's like the one big goal of my life. Like that would make me cry. Would be is Jerry Rice, <laughs> but like I don't know if Jerry Rice. He didn't. He didn't change the game like Michael Vick. And I'm saying that is, I think Jerry Rice, pound for pound, positionally, he's the best NFL player of all time. Uh, played 20 plus years, broke every single record. But like, and this is tough to say, and how I'm trying to say it, like he was just so good and dominant. But I don't think he turned and he turned the NFL on its head. Like maybe Bill Walsh did with the West Coast offense that changed it. But like Michael Vick came in and was so generationally insane for those few years that people didn't know what to do, and he was just so much better against the competition. You could say that maybe about LaDainian Tomlinson. I, I specifically, like my big Michael Vick memory, I have two. Number one, it was that run against the Vikings, sure, right? Yeah, everybody That's that. just like a, a classic because I was sitting in a, in a bar watching that and uh, the bar that I went to had just an unbelievable amount of Vikings fans. I think Mitch Berger, do you remember Mitch Berger? Yeah. His cousin was uh, wearing a Mitch Burger jersey, would come to the... I, I And I don't know How that it's his cousin. I just assume <laughs> it's his cousin because who wears a punter's jersey, right? <laughs> so um, he uh, he would come to the bar every week to watch the Vikings. So many Vikings fans. And they were really good, obviously, the three deep and yeah, uh, Cole Pepper Pepper, and sure. Cunningham and all that stuff. So they, yeah, they, they were really good. But I remember just people losing their minds at that run specifically. But also, like, beating the Packers... In uh, in Lambeau for like their second home playoff loss in the history of the Packers was just incredible to watch. And it was like his weird commercial where he was in the snow against the Packers and all that stuff. So it was just incredible. And and then watching him at Virginia Tech and his brother was also pretty good. Marcus Vick, yeah. who's uh, probably well, he was biggest comeback than Michael Vick. I mean, Vick, maybe in college Virginia Tech, he was good. He's a huge scumbag. He was good at Boston. Well, we got here. Right. We got to go to break. But like finale, we could talk a little bit more about it. Lamar Jackson with his five touchdowns. He's the most impressive NFL player. MVP, lock it up. And what also I think is fair to say is 75% plus, I think, of any tangible fantasy championships are going to be won this year by Lamar Jackson. It is unbelievable. I have him in the playoffs that I'm playing in or I'm literally playing against him. It's crazy. But we got to go to break. Hour two coming up. DFS, week 15, maybe a little bit more of this. So don't go anywhere in this league. We'll be back at Sports Rock. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. 